0: Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Boom Boom from John Lee Hooker. Thank you very much for joining me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM with Jazz Shapers, the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues, alongside their equivalents in the world of business. My business shaper today is Angela Faruja, and she is the co-founder of TLC, or the licensing company, which is a brand licensing business which has just had a rather remarkable event too earlier this year. You'll be hearing lots from her very shortly. In addition to hearing from her, you'll also be hearing from our program partners at Mish Gondurea, some words of advice for your business. And as well as all of that, of course, some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, soul and blues, including Takuya Kuroda, Jamie Cullum, and this from Dion Warwick here on Jazz FM. was I'll Never Fall In Love Again from Dionne Warwick here on Jazz FM. And thank you very much for joining me again for another edition of Jazz Shapers. My business shaper, as billed earlier, is Angela Ferrugia. She's the co-founder of TLC, or the licensing company as is its full name. It's a brand licensing business, which if you don't know, she's now going to tell you what it actually does. Thank you very much for joining me, Angela. What does TLC actually do?
1: Okay, hi Elliot. Um, Just to give you a little bit of an inside track without becoming too technical. um, We are kind of the secret ingredient behind a lot of big brands and their expansion into other product areas outside of where they truly make their their money. So for instance, Coca-Cola. Obviously everybody knows Coca-Cola for producing soft drinks. But we actually create all of their products, their fashion, their hard goods, whatever it may be around the brand. So anything you see that's got Coca-Cola on it, that's not a soft drink, has come through our business.
0: Now, just to put this in context, you are one of the largest in the world, one of the fastest growing companies over the last few years in this space. It's billions of pounds or dollars of, of sales that you're actually helping your clients generate in this area, isn't it?
1: That's correct. Um, it's actually very sizable these days. Um, as of today, our official number is 8.3 billion in retail sales every year. Um, that number increased a lot earlier this year because of uh, an alliance that we made with Li and Fung's uh, companies. But TLC on its own for the last 17 years has Really been responsible for billions in creating retail sales beyond the reach of our core brands.
0: And we're going to talk about Leon Fung, Fong, which is the company that actually bought you the big event from, from becoming, being an independent to becoming part of an, an enormous entity. Absolutely. Now, let's just go back. Your first few um, jobs, as it were, before you set up your own business, you worked in the industry for a while.
1: Well, um, I was a retail buyer. So I was buying for retail chains and running retail, and I, I still view myself as a shopkeeper. So I actually, the even these days, head retail development from around the world. I spend my time heavily with brand marketing directors or retail directors, talking to them about brands they should form alliances with, those that are going to give them strategic benefits and so on and so forth. So that's where I'm really happiest. Um I came into licensing by accident because I don't think anyone sets out to have a career in licensing. No, most
0: people don't know what it is, but no. they kind of enjoy the benefits of it.
1: You fall into it and then you never leave because <laughs> actually it uh, They
0: won't let you go. It's
1: uh, it's quite it's one of those you know quite compelling industries. Uh and that was a very long time ago. Uh, I started at 22 and started selling things like Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles and My Little Pony. Uh and from that we migrated uh to set up a DLC 17 years ago.
0: And hold that thought because I want to find out why you did it and why you thought you'd be a great success in it. Time for some music. This is Jamie Cullum and Love for Sale.
2: Love. Love for Sale. Appetizing young love Love for sale
0: that was Love for Sale from Jamie Cullum. Angela Faruja is my business shaper today. She's the co-founder of the licensing company. They're the brand licensing people. They're people that put things in your hands and make you buy stuff around the brands that you love in slightly different guises. All very cool stuff. Now, I'm going back to around the, the, the mid-90s. You were at a very, very big company in a well-paid job, I, my, my sources tell me reliably. And you said, you know what, and you and uh, I believe Melvin. Melvin, your partner, your partner now, business partner now, said, let's go and do something ourselves. Where did that come from? Over what period of time did you say, we've got to do something different?
1: Yeah, I remember all of that so clearly. Um, we were in a company really enjoying what we did, but we wanted to, uh, we were very much in the kids space. So dealing with kids entertainment properties. And what we wanted to do was really drive a business that represented the best brands in the world. And we couldn't see anyone doing it. So um, he is the other side of my brain. I'm very much the creative and the we can do this. And he tells me how to get there. And from that point, we basically cr- wrote a business plan for TLC. That uh, Even at that point, 17 years ago, I could have told you what it would have been like to work in our company. And, I, and the kind of people that and brands that we wanted to represent.
0: And what what is that right now? And what was it then? those things?
1: It's it's a place really where the best brands in the world want to come and be housed and be represented. Kind of like walking into the best department store. You want to go in and think, yeah, there's somebody who really gets it here, who really understands how to take care of my brand and create a strategy for extension that Consumers are going to go, yeah, I really, really like seeing that. Um, But also the talent of people and the attitude, it's very fresh, it's very dynamic. Melvin and I worked out very early on, get out of the way and let our talent come through in terms of our people. And that has held us in really good stead from one office now to 13 offices around the world.
0: And was it the sense of doing your own thing? Was that we're just, as you said, we're not seeing what it is that we want to see here and we can do it? Because that must have been, there must have been some fear.
1: Well, I'm a born risk taker and luckily... So no fear? Well, it's not that it was no fear, but I we were just had a very, very strong resolve that we were good at what we could do and that there was a market waiting for us. I Don't ask me where that came from, but it was an absolute insane confidence that drove us. Um, our business model is very... Um, Basically, we don't really earn any money for the first three years of whatever we do. We're unlike a PR company. We're unlike a marketing company. No fees.
0: It comes off the back of sales.
1: It really does. You are on the sharpest end of the stick because your product has to work because we only generate revenues at that point.
0: So basically, skin in the game from day one.
1: Houses in the game.
0: Houses in the game. Everything in the game. We're going to come back to that and talk about how you manage those first three years. Latest travel first. That's come up in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom from our program partners at Mishkondore for your business.
2: Hi, I'm Lewis Cohen. I'm a partner in the intellectual property group at Mishkon Durea. I help businesses to grow by guiding them through franchising, licensing, distribution and agency arrangements. One of the areas that I'm often asked to advise on is the launch of a new product or a new business. At the initial stage, I tell my clients there are four things that they must do. Choose it, check it, own it and protect it. Choose it means picking a distinctive name for your brand or product. Descriptive brands work brilliantly for domain names, but make terrible brands as they're very challenging, if impossible, to protect. Also, don't pick a brand that is similar to an existing brand. That leads me on to check it. It's cheaper and less damaging to your business to check really early on and definitely before launch whether someone else has an existing brand, design or invention which they could use to stop or block you. It's amazing how many people simply fail to take this basic step. Own it. It often surprises my clients. But just because you've paid someone to design or develop something for you, often it does not mean that you own it. The court records are littered with examples of people that fell out over who owns valuable intellectual property rights. Key points here are to get partners, directors and consultants to transfer the rights to the business and to keep evidence showing that you developed products. Finally, protect it. If you can, then it's usually a worthwhile investment to get your brand, design or invention protection. This will usually give you the ability to stop other people ripping you off. You might also need a confidentiality agreement before you reveal information about plans and inventions to others.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkonda Rea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning you can catch me and a brilliant business shaper talking about what has driven them, where they are now and where they're going to go and shape their business in the future. If you've missed any of the previous fantastic guests, go into iTunes, put the words Jazz Shapers in, you'll find us there. If you're travelling on British Airways anytime soon, you'll also find us popping up over there. And even ft.com and cityam.com, everything is happening over here on Jazz Shapers. Angela Faruja is my business shaper today and she is the co-founder of the licensing company, someone behind a business that is now part of another big business, but many years ago for the first three years of its life had no cash flow, which is where we were before you heard some words of wisdom and some some travel news tell me about those first three years cast your mind back you've got no money you've literally had to imagine just leverage your own assets your own houses we
1: did um nerve-wracking yeah i mean we had we had a third of our company with some external backers who believed in melvin and i but the reality was that you have to make your own future and you have to do it quite quickly so you know you pull out every resource that's open to you 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 leverage every piece of uh, intelligence that you have and, you know, hopefully you get to a better place. But we've built seven, we've had 17 years of building reputation and doing the right thing for people. And that's held us in the best stead globally.
0: Your your partnership with Melvin, obviously, is at the foundation of a lot of this. The two of you went into business. You're still in business. Sounds like you still talk to each other, which is good, um, though we don't have to be too honest, obviously, if it's not going that way. Um, I'm only kidding, of course. The back, Going way back then, though, that bedrock of partnership must have been at the core of what it was that enabled you to keep going.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um, Melvin and I are, we've worked together for now 25 years. Um, we do have a work marriage and, you know, we bicker like a, you expect us to, but that actually keeps us both very, very on track. It keeps us both challenged as well because he looks at things slightly differently to me and I look at them differently to him. But somewhere in that there's a very big mutual respect. I mean, for years he's negotiated my salary for me because I'm very happy for him because we're so equal in our business. So we're probably one of those rare success stories of partnerships flourishing all the way through 25 years of career.
0: And how would your team describe you and and Melvin? What would they say about the way that the business has been run all that time?
1: Our business and our biggest clients are all linked to one of us. depending which side of the brain they really uh, kind of respond to better, whether it be the creative and the the retail visionary side of things or whether it be the operational and the logistics of things. Um, So we actually split our responsibilities equally. And our staff, I think they feel very secure in the fact that we're so solid as well and that we've led the company from the front.
0: Uh, You talked about, we mentioned those first three years, obviously it came through and it became good and we're still here talking about it. When you received that first big check, as it were, for the for the first three years of graft, and it takes that time, mm. what did that feel like? Do you remember the time you thought, you know what, this is going to be all right? Or did you always think it was going to be all right anyway?
1: No, I think that, you know, even, I don't know, I still wake up in days and think it could all go away. Uh, last year, we had a pretty big shock when we woke up and read in the paper that, um Disney had bought Lucasfilm, and Lucasfilm is the owner of Star Wars. Now, we had been Star Wars' number one agency in the world outside of the US for 15 years. I mean, it it was a cornerstone of our whole business, and and that pretty much went away overnight. So, that was a very bad day. So, it can change. We are still an agency. Um, I think we've got a lot of complexity around our business now, so it's harder to, to walk away, but those things can happen.
0: Stay with me to hear more from my business shaper, Angela Fugia. Time for some more music. This is Takuya Corona and Green and Gold. That was Takuya Kuroda and Green and Gold. I've been speaking to Angela Ferrugia about all sorts of things, especially the nature of partnership and the way that a business can grow if the partners are solid. In those dark times, you just mentioned a bad day. You said, "You know, the Star Wars business disappears, a third mm-hmm. of your business." Where do you go emotionally for support at those times? Apart from Melvin, I'm assuming that yeah. Melvin might be. Who else do you go to, and what do you look for?
1: Uh, it's, it's. We've had we've had several kind of body blows during the life of the company. But every time I think, you know, you dig very deep, I'm a survivor, I'm Maltese by nature and a Torian. and every single part of that comes to the fore when somebody's threatening our, our livelihoods basically and the livelihoods of the people that are working for us. So obviously we become creative and Melvin becomes even more structured and how we're going to go through this and we have... Every single time, even during the economic downturn, you have to understand our business is driven by retail sales. I was running our US office for six years when half the retailers we were dealing with disappeared and you just could not see the way for the business forward. That's the time you pull on your absolute survival strategies to get through. Um, and you can do that.
0: And the survival strategy is all very well and good for you, as you said, the Maltese-Taurian, mm-hmm. that's fine. But what about the people behind you that aren't from Malta, that aren't Taurian? How do you ensure that those 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 70, how many people it is now, more people now obviously working for the business around the world, how do you keep them strong?
1: Well, you communicate regularly. You tell them from your heart exactly what is going on as soon as you can, and as soon as, as, soon as you've formulated some kind of really steadfast plan. Uh, In the US, when our business was absolutely minuscule because of this downturn, I looked outwards and found a, a company called Iconics, who I just wanted to see anyone else that was in business at this point in our industry that was doing well. And what could I learn from it? we completed uh, a joint venture with them uh, pretty soon afterwards and it has transformed our our business as well as a, as a result of that learning
0: and you've continued to do that through the 17 years it sounds like not only do you toughen up but actually some people look internally and get and get introspective it sounds like you go what can i do next what's going to help us transform the business Absolutely. is that a fair point
1: i think i think you have choices you know of course the immediate situation looks dire but you regroup you refocus, you take your best people and you put their heads together. This is never a l- lone thing because everyone's always got ideas about what we can do and how we get through it. And um, you come out fighting, basically, and stronger.
0: We'll have a final chat with Angela, plus, play track from Shaper of Jazz Django Reinhardt. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkonda Rea. It's business, but it's personal. <laughs> That was Django Reinhardt and I Got Rhythm. Just for a few more precious minutes, Angela Farouge is my business shaper and we've been talking about ups and downs and resilience and and how your star sign can help you uh, ensure that your business retains itself in in a good form. Now, the last year has been, I suppose, the biggest transformation, or at least on paper the biggest transformation, because you sold your business Mm -hmm. to a big company, Mm -hmm. Hong Kong Stock uh, Exchange-based, enormous, billions and billions, one of these great beer moths that... You've never heard of, and then you hear about them. And of course, you can't avoid hearing about them. It's one of the, one of those things. You were were you seeking some kind of exit at some point in the life of the of the business, or was it more we could do more with some more muscle?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was the the driver?
1: Uh, I think the driver is that we've always wanted to evolve the business and give better service to our brand owners and our clients. So when you're in this industry that makes products happen, you know you work with retailers. Actually, an alliance with the sourcing element of that, the product sourcing side of things, makes total sense. And uh, when Lian Fung, the company that actually acquired us in January, approached us, it did make a lot of sense to us. They're a $20 billion sourcing company. They supply many of the high street goods that you would see today, Sainsbury's, Marks & Spencer's, Tesco. They're multifaceted in how they deal with the retail channel. And yet at the heart of it, they don't have a brand strategy. They don't have anyone thinking brand strategy. So we're a very interesting marriage.
0: And in terms of obviously personally, you and the other shareholders would have made money, which is nice. Does that make you feel any more worthwhile? As a personal, or is it more, well, that's nice and it's a bit of security and now I move on, I'm on the next phase of the business? Because people react very differently. People are funny about money.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, you know, after 17 years of building something, there was a, a general recognition by people that you've done a good you never you get you don't a, it you never get a pat on the back when you're a business owner you don't really you know we are actually gone up 30 places in the Sunday Times Fast Track 100 which we can probably never enter again because we're now not independent we were listed last year as a telegraph one of 1000 companies to inspire britain those things are the outward facing pats on the back actually this kind of alliance means you've done well you've delivered something here not only for yourself but for your people because we all share our own successes
0: and that future um that we just touched on what's that going to look like for you and the business personally and and professionally
1: uh we're now part of an uh extremely influential and um Quite, I would say very exciting business Um, it is led out of Hong Kong but they have three regional hubs which mirror our regional hubs now through Asia the US and Europe and actually I went to the leadership conference in February with Melvin and we sat there thinking wow this is like a whole new level of learning for us and we're being exposed to some significant thinking about how retail's changing omni-channel this you know and how we can prepare ourselves for this new digital age and things like that so we thought it was a new day
0: well it sounds like the new day is a rather good day too um just before i let you go what's your song choice and why have you chosen it
1: I'm actually going to go for Louis Armstrong and What a Wonderful World. And I think it just sums up every single day of our lives at TLC. She's a
0: happy person, that is, is Angela Farage. Thank you very much for being on Business Shaper. This is your choice. It's Louis Armstrong and What a Wonderful World. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. for me and you.
2: And I think to myself, what a wonderful world, I
0: see sky That was What a Wonderful World from Louis Armstrong, the song choice of my business shaper, Angela Faruja. A woman with confidence, someone who believes she could set up her own business and make a success of it. A resilient person, someone who through those bad times kept on going. And crucially, somebody who wants to learn every day that they wake up and face the world of business. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9 o'clock next Saturday here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, though, do stay with us. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Rea. It's business, but it's personal.